0: Movie is about self-love, self-acceptance, and like still being able to find pleasure in things that everyone should be able to find pleasure in without pain. And even with pain, like it can still happen.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Endo Bay podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach, positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and I am a proud dog mom. And I'm on a mission to help you live more positively with endometriosis and be happy in your body. On the Endo Bay podcast, we're going to dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for Badass Endo Babes, and I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey with more confidence in the belief that you too can have more good days than bad. Are you with me, babes? See you in the podcast. Hello, babes, and welcome to another episode of the Endo Babe Podcast. So I'm super excited to share with you this episode with Allie. So Allie is a filmmaker, and she's also a fellow endo-warrior, and she's actually created a short film comedy coming out hopefully this year about two friends who seek relief for chronic pelvic pain at a local sex shop. It's I'm so excited to see it. It's a little short film, and one thing I love about this is that Fo- Ali focuses on telling stories that use comedy, that shine a light on darker issues such as mental health and chronic pain. In this episode, we chat about her experience with endometriosis and getting her diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis. And how that kind of led her to create this film that shines light on, and comedy, on seeking relief for chronic pelvic pain at a local sex shop. I'm so excited to introduce you to her. If you'd want to donate um, to the production of her short film and her future feature film that's going to be coming out, um, you can click the little links below this episode. Go ahead and follow her as well. I'm going to put it all in the show notes, but let's dive into the interview. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Endo Bay podcast. I'm so excited. Today we have Allie, who's a fellow Endo Warrior based out of Chicago, and she's also a filmmaker. She is freaking amazing, and her new movie, 8,000, is coming out this year, hopefully with COVID restrictions, but her first short film, 8,000, it follows two best friends who visit a local sex shop to seek relief mechanisms for chronic pelvic pain, which I'm sure everybody here can relate with, so I'm really excited to share her and share her story and introduce her to you guys. Welcome, Allie.
0: Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited too. So we usually just start by having you share a little bit about your story. Sure. Um, I'll start with my endo story. I was diagnosed in 2018, so almost three years ago, and I got lucky in the sense that I grew up with like relatively normal, air quote, periods, Um, and they didn't really bother me, and I was very, very active growing up and through college. And I didn't feel, like, any, like, abnormal pain, like, consistently until, like, four months, four or five months before I was diagnosed, which is quite wild, yeah. considering it's years and years for, like, the average diagnosis. But, like, looking, like, once I was diagnosed, like, looking back, like, there were, like, little pockets of, like, pain flares that came up. But I just, I just like, disregarded, because, like, nothing was persistent long enough for me to question question it. So in December of 2017, I just about keeled over in pain. Um, I knew something was wrong. And so I went, I went to the hospital like the next day and I thought it was my appendix. Um, and then I was diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome. My appendix was fine. Uh, and then they just like told me like, Oh, change your diet. So I did nothing changed for me, at least in pain wise. Um, but my pain, my endo pain got increasingly worse. And I was sent to my rheumatologist, like a gastronologist. Um, I fired my gynecologist cause she dismissed my pain. <laughs> so I went and I found another one. She's amazing. I'm still her patient today. Um, But before I was finally diagnosed with endo, I was also diagnosed with uh, stomach ulcers and rheumatoid arthritis, like, all in the span of three months. And then I had um, excision surgery in May of 2018. And my doctor, I I kept pushing for surgery because I at that time like I knew what endometriosis was, and I knew that like you can't truly get a diagnosis unless they cut you open. And she wouldn't do it at first, but. Thank God I had a fibroid on my uterus because um, that's why she like was like, okay, well maybe this is like the source of your pain. So they took that out and they found the endo during that surgery. My pain is up and down. Um, I have not. I cannot tell you the last time I had a pain-free day. Um, but I am fortunate in the sense that I, I mean, I know like I didn't have to wait long enough or long at all to get diagnosed. Um,
1: I mean, I know that I saw like part of myself in your story as well. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners will too. I know um, it's funny because like I'm going, I was going through like old medical records because we're moving um, Mm -hmm. and we're like cleaning out our house and I was reading through. And when I first went to the doctor, like his notes said that I said my pain had only been like five months, like really bad. But Mm -hmm. before that, it was like manageable pain, you know? And I think like looking back now, I had all of this pain in like high school that was probably endometriosis that like you said, I just kind of like, I was like, oh, whatever, you know? I
0: had had a handful of um, ovarian cysts that ruptured um, in my like late teen, early 20 years. Um, But I'm just like, oh, this sucks. But it was a few days later and I was fine. Um, That is... It's crazy to think that I've always had it. Yeah, um, it is. But,
1: I I agree. Yeah. Do you get overinances still?
0: I haven't had one in a very long time. Not come on one.
1: Yeah. Um, so do you feel like your pain's like pretty well managed since since excision? Or
0: yeah. So after the excision surgery, that was like the two or three months after that was probably the worst pain I had, um, and the worst bleeding I had and i've been i was then i went on birth control and it was like pretty manageable but i was still having like one too many flares and I did go on oralissa for just under a year um and i knew it wasn't like going to be long term and i just wanted to try it to see if it would give me any relief and it did except my bones started hurting and then i went off of it um and now i'm back on a different birth control um as far as like my pain goes like I haven't had a flare in a while, which is amazing, um, but I have cramps nearly every day. It still feels like one well, my period, um, yeah,
1: like all the time. yeah. Did you get diagnosed with r a before or after or li? before oh before okay
0: cool. yeah, so I was diagnosed like a few months before I had before I was diagnosed with endo. I was diagnosed with r a
1: just kind of like back to yeah. back.
0: And I that's that that, that. yeah, and that's another thing that I thought was interesting. So I have it in my lumbar spine and my hands and wrists. And when I would be like in certain yoga poses, years, years, years ago, I would be like, "Well, this hurts. I don't like this. This is weird." And it was it was arthritis. Nice. I didn't I didn't know it was wild.
1: That is wild, and I know um, for those of you that don't know, like rheumatoid arthritis is like. Basically how I, I think of it is like crunchy joints, right? Like your joints are kind of like are deteriorating. They don't have that like nice padding between them. And yeah. like when you look at it on ultrasound, like the bones actually like jagged instead of smooth. Because um, we used to like diagnose um, pediatric juvenile arthritis when I worked in ultrasound. But yeah, it's just, it's a crazy thing. And I know, I wonder if there's like a correlation I'd, i don't know if there's like a correlation between that and endo
0: i know there's like auto-immune. a lot of people with endometriosis also have rheumatoid arthritis
1: is it a um autoimmune thing
0: rheumatoid arthritis is yes
1: so yeah that kind of that makes sense then because a lot of like people with endometriosis have a lot of autoimmune conditions like Hashimoto's thyroiditis and all sorts of other yeah,
0: was, and then i when i was in um A year after I graduated college, so this is 2015, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. Mm -hmm. And that sucks too. Oh my God. It's just like, talk about an energy zapper. Like I could not function a full day, like after a few hours and be like, I'm going to bed for another five. It's just crazy. Like how many like comorbidities there are and...
1: And how many little like pieces of the puzzle there are to like feeling good, you know, like to get into an area where you feel okay.
0: And like, I had my thyroid under control and I was like, oh, this is fine. You know, I got this. (laughs) Not thinking I was going to be diagnosed with, you know, like three other crappy things, but. Uh, So how are you managing with all of it? You know, I try to take it one day at a time. Um, I think winter, like this winter has been the hardest on my body. And I feel like as I'm getting older, that tends to be the case, unfortunately. Um, so right now I'm just, like, I have a heated blanket on like, underneath me. So the heat is, <laughs> <laughs> so the heat definitely helps me. Um, and I try to, I don't know, my body, I don't have any, I cannot find a pattern. There's, like, no, like, I used to have, like um, like, triggers, like, if I had, like, a pizza or like a big meal, like then I would be in more pain. And like, that is the case sometimes, but now I'm like, just so hungry all the time. And I don't know what's going on. I love it cause I look, you know, I'm happy to eat, but, um, but overall I do try to like maintain an anti-inflammatory diet just to keep pain at bay. But I do find like heat stretching and working out regularly, just like that helps a lot too. And I also, um, I am a huge supporter for cannabis. That awesome. Same. <laughs> yeah. Awesome.
1: It's amazing. It's like one of the best and biggest tools that we can use. And I know there's a lot of other people that have that same
0: that same belief. Yeah. And, and and even mentally, like it's just been a nice escape just to have that on hand. Um, and I got my I got my medical card two years ago. I've had it for two years. Yeah, it's a nice nice thing to have.
1: Yeah, I highly recommend if you're able to get a medical card that anybody listening should get one, or if you live in a state where it's recreational, obviously you can just do that too.
0: Yeah, Watch. but you do save on taxes because it it was legalized in Chicago or Illinois, and I think at the beginning of last year. Don't I don't know for sure. And I asked them. I was like, Oh, if it's legal, then maybe I don't need this, but you save a lot on taxes. Interesting. Yeah, but you still have to, um, you know, pay for the card and. like to be a carrier, but I guess it depends on how much you consume too.
1: Yeah. We, um, Texas is like a no-go. You're not, they don't do medical. They don't do any of that stuff. Um, that I know of at least. And so like we go to Colorado a lot. And so we always just get stuff from Colorado and just makes it easier. Not that easy because it's like a 12 hour drive there, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, so I'm really excited to talk about your movie, your yeah. short film coming out. So, can you explain to everybody what it's about?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's called Eight Thousand, and it's about two best friends that go to a sex shop to seek relief mechanisms for chronic pelvic pain. Um, as was describing, I, I just said the same thing you said earlier. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, but I, I guess I'll like start with like how I came up with the idea. I. Yeah. So at the time I had taken a break from from not necessarily from writing, like writing is I write in different types of mediums. Um but I was taking a break from script writing and like taking a break from comedy just to like explore like other ideas and like platforms that I was curious about. Uh so I was just I don't know, I was just, like, really excited and, like, really, really, really freaking eager to make something. Like, I wanted to shoot a, a sh- at least a short film. And, I don't know, I just, like, had this idea about, like, just, like, a comedy and a site shop. And I just, I don't know. And that's, like, part of the reason why I love being a writer. Because sometimes I just sit down and I just, like, write something I love and something amazing. So it just kind of was stemmed from not necessarily boredom, but, like, just, like, eagerness and, like, wanting to, like, create something. Uh, So I wrote the script very, very quickly. I think I wrote the first draft in, like, a couple of hours um, and then revised it. And it was a very quick process. Like, I I wrote it in September of 2019 and then we were shooting that December.
1: Wow. That is...
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I didn't have a budget at first, and I, I, have like, I have this little dream that I, I want to make a movie that is no budget just because I it's challenging and different. Um, but I was sitting down with uh, my co-producer and co-star Nikki, and she was like, no, let's try to get some money. Let's try to get some money. I was like, OK, so we put together a crowdfunding campaign. Uh, it ran for twenty one days. And thank you for contributing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just the support was crazy. And it was like, just the momentum we generated from it was like, I'm still somewhat speechless about it, just because it was such an amazing experience. Um, It was a lot of hard work, but we did it. And at first, Nikki and I, we just kind of threw out a number, (laughs) to be honest. Um, This is a short film, like three people in the cast. Only two, three-ish locations, if you count the location we did outside. Um, so we, I think we set our goal for $2,400, think. And, which is like nothing, like compared to like other films, even short films, like they have budgets of like hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. Like, it's expensive to make a movie. Um, but I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we were able to pay people for the work that they did. And, yeah, we hit our 100%, like, I think on day 16 of 21. So we hit our goal, like, pretty quickly. Like, we raised a lot of money in such a short amount of time. And I think, like, the best thing that came from it is, like, people found the campaign. We did it on Kickstarter. And people found it like after we were done um, and they still wanted to help and contribute. So I think like just after it closed, we generated like another grand of fun. Awesome. Um, and that was huge um, in post-production and like getting ready to like for the festival circuit. Um, so we, and I, I was just like, we need to do this now. Like I was so impatient and I'm glad I was because then 2020 happened and everything shut down. Yeah. Um, so we got this done and uh, we shot like the first weekend in December. Yeah, It was just great. It was just a fun set. We shot it on a Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I called off work sick on Friday. So I'm like, eh, I'm not coming in. <laughs> um, sorry, not really. So this because my favorite time in the city is when it's early morning and there's nobody on the streets and it's just quiet so that Saturday morning, I think we, like, were all at the sex shop by, like, 5 or 5.30 just because we only had it until they opened that day, which was, I think, at 11.30 or 12. So we were, like, on a tight schedule. But it was just, like, this is hilarious and amazing, like, I'm going to go film in a sex shop, like, at the crack of dawn on a Saturday morning. And and everyone – it was just, like, so – like, everyone was so supportive. And, every, and people still are supportive. And I just, like, hope that – the people, people will be able to see it. Um, and they will. Um, yeah, so we, we shot over Saturday and Sunday, and then we edited, got it all, you know, tied up in a nice bow, and it's hopefully going to get into some festivals very soon.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed. I'm just, yeah. I'm excited about it because there's I've never seen anything like it, you know?
0: Yeah, so I wanted to qu- incorporate... In the film, I'm trying not to give anything away right, because it is a short film, um, so it's not long. And I wanted like the main character. Um, I didn't realize like how personable, personal this film was for me until I watched it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, but I wanted a character that had arthritis in her hands and like in chronic pelvic pain, specifically because I know like endometriosis is just one of the many causes of chronic pelvic pain um Mm -hmm. yeah so I just wanted it's about yeah the movie is about self-love self-acceptance and like still being able to find pleasure in things that everyone should be able to find pleasure in without pain and even with pain like it can still happen
1: all right pleasure can still be fun and sexy even when we do have pain you know Mm mm-hmm that's amazing. Um, I'm going to put your like Instagram below so everybody can go follow because are you going to be updating on there? Like when, What festivals you're in yeah. and hopefully if you do like the online, we were talking a little before.
0: Yeah, everything will be um, on our Instagram page and we have a Facebook page as well. Um, and soon we will have a website. Ooh, fun. Very, very exciting. Yes. Awesome. Do you know
1: what film... Shows you're going to be getting into or applying to.
0: Um, So we, we've submitted to quite a few. We've heard back from some, but we have not gotten into any yet. Um, But we, I could probably like make a list and post it somewhere. Um, Just, or like at least the ones we get into, those will be announced. Um, But we, we applied mostly nationally. Um, So like Atlanta, we applied some in Chicago, Florida, New York, California and even some smaller ones too. Like there's one in like Las Vegas, Arizona, just like all over. Is there a South by Southwest happening this year? I feel like no. I wanna say no. Yeah, they can't canceled- I, I try to look at their yeah, I try to look at their website and it was just like you couldn't do anything on it a few months ago. So I don't know what, what's going on now. It's probably
1: probably not happening. Yeah here either because it brings like millions of people to the city like
0: I don't think they yeah want that's a bummer right and <laughs> uh, we did a we did submit to the Austin Film Festival I believe well it's so fun and yeah, like, I'm really excited about it it was it was a rewarding experience and I hope it you know resonates and like brings laughter to people that suffer from pain
1: and I I I mean, I can guarantee that it will. And I mean, what a unique way to like use something that you love, but also to kind of spread awareness about like what actually happens behind the scenes in living with a chronic illness and trying to enjoy pleasure.
0: Yeah. So I would say like going forward with the film, like other than like, you know, getting it out there, um, my co-producer Nikki and co-writer were looking to extend it to a feature length film should be very exciting and very fun. Um, so we've we started, you know, shooting around story ideas. Um, so hopefully something will come from that as well.
1: Nice. That's exciting. Well, keep me updated yeah. on that. Sure. So what's the difference, I guess, for those people that don't know, like what's the difference between the short film and a feature length film?
0: Sure. Um, so feature length film are typically the ones that you will go to the movies to see. They're the, ma- the majority... Of films people watch are feature length films, which extend from like anywhere from like 75 minutes to two, three hours. Um, and a short film is exactly that. It's much shorter. Um, and they typically, I think like it's considered like 50 minutes or less would be considered a short film. Um, in my mind, it's like 30 minutes or less, um, just from like the ones I've seen and the ones I've written. I think short films are more challenging because you're trying to tell as much as you can and get, and for comedy, especially you want to get as many laughs as you can in like a short period of time. So it's, it's challenging in its own way.
1: And how long is um, 8,000?
0: It is just under 11 minutes.
1: Oh, cool. Perfect.
0: Yeah. And I wanted, I wanted something that short too. My goal was to have it under 10 minutes, but with like the credits and it just didn't edit, we couldn't edit it down enough, but that's fine. It's yeah, perfectly fine the way it is.
1: Yeah, and I mean, eleven's close enough. Sure. Yeah, that's so fun, so cool. Yeah, just follow her on Instagram so you guys can stay updated. I mean, there's never been anything like this. So,
0: yeah, that's another reason I wanted to do because I haven't, seen a comedy about any chronic pain. I mean, I've seen some like dark comedies, but mine is mine's much lighter. I mean, there's like some hard moments just because it is chronic pain but um but there it's certainly a lighter more comedic lighthearted story.
1: Yeah, and I think that is important because I mean humor is healing mm-hmm. but also like shining light that it's not always dark and gloomy like there are those darker times, you know, but it doesn't have to all be like that. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on.
0: Gosh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we were able to connect.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, I'll put all of your links below your like website when it's live. So fun and where people can follow you and connect. And are you still taking money for donations? I have no idea. Donate. Oh, yes, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll once our website is up, we'll have like a donation button on there. Um, but for now, you can Venmo me personally. It's at Allynick, A-L-L-Y-N-I-K. And, I'll put that in our production funds.
1: Perfect. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, And I'll put that down below as well.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah, of course. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Oh, babe, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I had so much fun and I'm so fucking grateful for every single one of you. If you thought that this was helpful or you loved any part of this podcast, I would love, love, love for you to screenshot it and post it on Instagram at Chelsea Brie, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A-B-R-I and tag me. I would love to see what you're getting out of the episodes. It makes me so happy. I would also love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because that just helps other wonderful endopapes find me as well. I adore you and I believe that you don't deserve to feel like shit. You deserve to have a normal life despite endometriosis. I love you so much and I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll catch you on next week's episode of the Endo Babe podcast.